Welcome to another episode of the Entrebellion Tapes. My name is China Hawes, and I am your host and an intuitive business healer. This week, I'm joined in conversation with Jolly of Jolly's Dollies in Viroqua, Wisconsin. I was first introduced to her work a couple years ago when I was living in Viroqua. I remember the first time going into the shop and seeing all the bright colors on the walls and these fantastical creatures and animals that she created that to me were just something like magical and whimsical about them. I ended up at a holiday market buying an octopus and it was funny to be like a 30 year old adult and buying a stuffed animal. I hadn't done that in years. And there was something about the what Jolly created and like her energy as a maker, as a creative, as a person, that it was this little piece of magic I felt like I was getting by purchasing my octopus. And since then, I've really been, you know, kind of just following along with her journey on social media and whenever I find myself back in Viroqua, you know, trying to pop in when I can and and just see what she's up to. And so when I was making my list of who I wanted to interview for the podcast, Jolly was somebody that was near the top because I find her just interesting as a maker, as a creative, and how she sees the world and what she's sharing in the world with her work. And so in our conversation today, we talk a little bit more about you know her journey. She's actually been making her dollies now for like 11 or 12 years. She started when she was a young kid and that entrepreneurial spirit she has and where that comes from. And it was great, too, in our conversation, she actually has been in this Maker Challenge all year. And so she was working on that day's Dolly for a challenge. And so that was kind of fun to be able to sit in conversation with Jolly and watch as she was making this creation out of, you know, the frame is like pipe cleaners. And by the time we were done, minus the wings, it was almost a complete whimsical, fantastical creature, um, insect of some sort that she had created. So I had so much fun being able to share space with her and really, you know, interact and and understand a little bit more of her process and see her in her element as a creator. And I hope that you guys enjoy the conversation as much as I did. I highly recommend, I'll have all the links in the show notes, but that you head over and you check out her social media, her Instagram, Facebook, and her website, just to see the variety of what she creates, because each and every single one of them is truly unique and special. And there is something magical about each of these dollies that she creates. So enjoy my conversation with Jolly of Jolly's Dollies. here with Jolly of Jolly's Dollies in Viroqua, Wisconsin. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with a less awkward way to start because we've been sitting here talking for like I know. Minutes. It's like, hello. <laughs> it's nice to meet you. <laughs> we, <laughs> we've never met before. Hello. Our other disclaimer too is we Possibly not the brightest idea, but we started some lollipops before we hit record as well. So I'm going to be super conscious about how I eat the lollipop. You're not going to hear it at all. Otherwise, go get your own, and then you won't even notice that we're smacking on them. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm very excited to be here with Dolly, with Jolly of Jolly's Dolly. People do give people have given me that nickname. They go, "Hi, Dolly," because like, it's like when you put both together, especially. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's not the first time, so it's all right. So as you probably gathered from the name, Jolly is a doll maker. And what I love though is like these are like little creatures, really. They're not just like little human dolls. Yeah, yeah. Right? So do you want to kind of share a little bit more about what you do, what you create with people maybe who haven't seen your work yet? Mm, So I make a variety of creatures and dolls. Um, I'd say none of them are humanoid Mm -hmm. in any way. (laughs) (laughs) I... I don't, I, I like the animals and the more fantastical creatures, um, and I make them out of wool and fabric and clay and any material that I think would be fun to turn into a creature. 
<laughs> and how long have you been doing this now? When when was when was the first doll and what was the first doll? First doll I ever made was a duck. <laughs> and I made it when I was nine. So long time ago. <laughs> She's seventy nine years old, just so yep. we all know. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> So kind of what, like I always like to talk about entrepreneurial origin stories. So I think because a lot of people start making stuff or they have a hobby, what was like the transition from like, this is just a fun thing that I do to like, oh, wow, like this is a thing. Like this is now potentially a business or an entrepreneurial thing or like bigger than just me having fun. Um, Well, I've always loved art and making art. And I, when I, I was living in Chicago when I first discovered needle felting and then um, shortly after, uh, we moved up to Wisconsin and, um, I had kind of started to lose interest. And then I went to a holiday market at the school I was going to at the time. And there was a woman there and she had a table with a bunch of really adorable felted animals. And I was like, Oh, Oh, so people, uh, people sell these things. (laughs) And I was like 11 <laughs> and, and already I'm like, huh, huh, how can I uh, make some money? Um, and so it was, and then there's the yarn store. And so I was like, well, I can just get my material like a block away. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and um, I kind of started the very, actually the very first things that I sold were little, uh, people <laughs> they weren't they weren't creatures they were like little um because I went to a Waldorf school so they were very like um simple like they didn't have any facial features mm-hmm. um and I had made like a little um a little flyer <laughs> and I put it up at the yarn store and I only had one I think maybe I, I think I only had one sale but a woman ordered six dolls and oh, so wow. it was like the most money I'd ever made. And you're still like, ever. what, like 11 at this point? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. So like, this is a thing that I can do. I like this. And so, um, pretty quickly after that, um, I want to, I mean, it might've been like the first or second year, um, after we moved here that I, um, started to sell my stuff at the holiday fair. And I, um, I was not old enough to do the, like, adult night. And so I had to have my parents man the table for me. But I was allowed on Saturday, so it was pretty fun. And it started, like, I first I shared, I first I was just, like, a little, like, TV tray <laughs> at the end of someone else's booth. And then I think maybe it was the next year I had, um, I had half a table with someone. And then... I think probably every, I mean, every year since then, it's just been me. Whole table. Yep. And so I think too, this is a good part to talk about. Like you come from a creative family and an entrepreneurial family. Yes. Yeah. Do you think that's kind of why like 11 year old brain was like, huh, this is a thing. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, my parents are musicians Mm -hmm. um, and have a music store. And so like small businesses and all that just kind of runs in the family. But I mean, they, my brother is the, the other, like, he's a painter. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it was never like, I, I mean, I don't really know why I decided that. <laughs> I was just, this was going to be my thing and I was going <laughs> to make my, like, I don't know. I guess it was just like, you know, oh, jobs, you know, as an 11-year-old. That's what you think about. <laughs> I would like some more cash. And I was like, yeah, right, yeah, you know, it's, it's fun to, like, be able to buy something yourself and you know was, um I love stuffed animals and at a certain point my mom's like well I'm not gonna buy them for you <laughs> it's a lie she still does she still <laughs> she still encourages me to buy stuffed animals and I still totally do you know 22 almost 23 <laughs> but um yeah I don't know it just kind of just kind of happened do you remember when you were young like was there something you wanted to be when you grew up or did you always kind of have this like I'm going to find something and I want to do it myself or be, be creating in the world. Uh, I think I probably wanted to be a vet. Yeah. Weird. I don't know. Definitely not make dolls. (laughs) 
Did you always like like animals and creatures yes. when you were young? Yes. Um, really loved Pokemon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, uh, I had a ton of animal books. I, I loved just like learning random useless animal facts. <laughs> it's like, and I had um, was really big on dog breeds. I went to a dog show. I had these books. I knew, I mean, and still know so many different dog breeds. <laughs> you know, people will be like, oh, yeah, this is my dog. It's such and I'm like, hmm, is it? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, definitely didn't know that I wanted to be a doll maker. So, like, as you start creating, what was kind of the transition from you from more of, like, the traditional, like, simple Waldorf-style dolls into more of, like, the animals and the creatures and that fantastical element? Well, I'm pretty, I'm pretty much self-taught. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I'm only taking, like, I had a bunch of books. My mom got me a bunch of felting books, and I was always mad that whatever I made never turned out like it did in the book. <laughs> so that's one reason that I just, like ditched the books <laughs> did your own thing yeah and did my own thing um and then I, when I moved up to Wisconsin when I moved up here I um I only ever took two classes and one was like a bird mobile thing and then um one was like an animal like I think I made a bunny or something I don't even remember what I made in the class <laughs> but um that kind of was like the turning point like I don't want to make people mm-hmm. <laughs> people aren't cool <laughs> they're not fun <laughs> I want to make creatures and um so I started I made a lot of um dogs um but pretty I'd say pretty early on I started making my own creatures like I had kind of a, a variety I had like because I had a dog book uh-huh. like a felted dog book and so I I didn't follow the instructions in the book, but I still made I still made dogs. Like I tried, but like did my own thing. Um, but then I just I don't know. Creatures are so much more fun to make. Well, even just the colors too. Like sitting here looking at all of the different like wool colors that you have right now. Like there's that fantastical element, right? Like yep. it's this like the vibrancy of like these blues and greens and oranges and yeah. purples. Yeah. So I mean, when I first started, well, actually. Not even, because the very first duck that I made was pink. Mm-hmm. So I never really <laughs> stuck with that. Um, We're a rule follower, yeah, necessarily. No, <laughs> um, but I definitely, you know, if I see a color of wool, whatever, like bright green or blue or something, it doesn't matter. Like, I'll make an elephant that's <laughs> that color. <laughs> like, not going to stop me. <laughs> Well, and I always like to of like how, how I've crossed paths with whoever we're interviewing. And so I had moved to Viroqua and what I love about the town and community here is like, there's so many makers and creatives mm-hmm. and healers. Like it's just a really special community with special people. And I remember everybody's like, oh my gosh, have you been to Jolly's Dollies? Have you been to Jolly's Dollies? And I was like, what, what is it? What, what is the place? What do they have? Like, I was like, I don't know. It sounds fun. And like, <laughs> yes. And it was like, I think it was your old space right before the holiday time. Cause it was before the holiday fair, mm-hmm. you know, just stopping in and you had these like bright colored walls and like yes. all of these little creatures. And it was just like, I didn't see it going like, Oh, these are kids toys. Like these were just like little beans that I was like, I want one of these in my life. <laughs> yes. <you know? laughs> like, did you get, did you get a jellyfish I got or an octopus. octopus? Yeah. So I came to, yeah, when you did the holiday market mm-hmm. and I got, it was a pink and I think you had black spots. Octopus. octopus. Yes. 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 And then I came back and I got one of the Christmas ornaments, the holiday yep. ornaments. Yeah. Like the little gnome or something was the maybe? Li- yeah, I did make like a, a little. Like a sloth gnome I or did, something? I would, I mean, probably, <laughs> honestly, but. <laughs> Yeah. And I just, they're so, and we'll post pictures and stuff too, because like, go, go to Jolly's Instagram, Facebook, all of it, and look like. At Jolly's Dollies. There you go. J-A-A-L-I-D-O-L-L-I-E-S. <laughs> I also respect the fact you have a name that you have to spell all the time, as I do. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, most people, it's like between that, it's that and the pronunciation. <laughs> At this point, it's like, you know. It just, is close. You're like, yeah, yeah. that's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's me. But I guess there's something special about them of like, because I think too, it's neat of, 
like there, people look and go, oh yeah, this is a great toy for my kid or a kid of my life. But I think there's probably, and I don't know, but like, do you see as many adults really coming in and going like, oh yeah, this is for a kid, but really like that's ending up on their desk. Yes, or on I their- do. <laughs> and I really love that. I have people that like, especially around the holidays, people will, they'll buy gifts and then they'll come in like a week later and they'll be like, I didn't give it away. Right. <laughs> I couldn't give it away. It's in like, my car on the dash, you know. But yeah, there are definitely um, um, I have some collectors of the Jolly Stollies. That's um, awesome. And that makes me really happy that it's just like not just kids. Mm-hmm. And like that's kind of like I want to be like I love making things for kids. And when kids come in and they buy something, or and or they're like, "Mom, can I get it?" And then their parents and their parents get it for them. Makes me really happy. But I also like don't want to be just like a toy store yeah because um I feel like that just I don't know not that it like I don't know I feel like somehow it makes it seem like oh so she just does things for kids and like not I don't know it, I just don't want to be like known as a toy store you yeah know? I have toys but I also have like soft sculpture dolls and you know fine art and then do you feel like, too, when you're creating them, because I feel like that's a piece of, like, the energy as, especially the time it takes you to make them, like, do you feel like in a sense of, you know, okay, making this one, and maybe it's going to go to a kid, or maybe it really is for, like, a kid at heart, or it's for an adult, or, because I just feel like there's so much with them of, like, it's this, like, comfort in a way. No matter mm-hmm. how old you are, there's some sort of comfort of having something that somebody handmade that yeah. you get to take home. Yeah. Um, I... When I actually, when I went to um, California last November, um, there was such a variety of, like, people buying things. And because of, because of the convention, it was, it really wasn't just, like, it wasn't, like, a toy convention. Like, designer toys are not really, like, you don't really play with them. I was like, you're like, not giving it to, like, a three-year-old to suck no, out its mouth. No, <laughs> no, no, no. These are, like, collectible <laughs> items. And things like that, and so I, there were a lot more um, adult collectors, yeah. which was that was cool to see, and it was it was just interesting to see like the different um, things people bought, you know, like that I wouldn't necessarily like expect, mm-hmm. and so it was very it was very fun. And I think it's neat too. Like when I was trying to pick out mine. You know, like, my brain's like, oh, I really like cats. Like, you start kind of going through, like, it's a very, like, especially as an adult, you're in this very, like, earthbound adult thing of, like, what is a practical toy selection? Right, yeah, (laughs) right, yeah. Which toy should I get? (laughs) And it makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. And then, but then I found myself, like, when I picked the octopus, I was like, there was something about where I was just like, oh, my gosh, like, I haven't really thought about an octopus in so long. And I was like, they're such a neat animal. And like, yeah, it was this whole so like cool. thing opened where I was like, I'm getting an octopus. You know? like, yeah. And so it's interesting of like, like kids at heart, but I think that even doesn't really capture. There's some essence of like every human, no matter how old mm-hmm. of like being expressed in this way, in this like very creative handmade special kind of way. And I think that's something that you really capture with what you do. Thank you. <laughs> so what is, like, okay, so right now you're actually making as we're doing the conversation. So yes, what, what are you making right now? I don't know. I'm something <laughs> bug related. I don't like bugs at all, but. Um, but if you make them cute and wool, they're a yeah. little bit better, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'd like <laughs> bugs better if they were bright pink and, like, orange. And I mean, yeah, some bugs are, but, like, I don't know. And they were cute. <laughs> So you've been working on, like, a doll a day, basically, this whole year? Yes. Yep. I started the first of the year, and I wasn't even home. (laughs) Like, I had the intent. I knew that I was going to try and start this challenge. I was in Chicago at the time, and so I brought, like, a little little felting kit so that I could um, start my doll a day challenge. (laughs) And every day, I'm like, why did I decide to do this? (laughs) What day are we up to now as we're recording oh, this? Oh, I think today is 168 or 9. I can't remember. Uh-huh. Um, I have, a, I like, every time I take a picture on my phone, I have a folder with all the, like, one photo. Oh, my so gosh. So I know how, like, I know what day I'm up to. Yeah. So I don't lose track, miscount. 
So I've had to edit a few Instagram posts because I'm like, oh, <laughs> we have two 150s. <laughs> that is not correct. But um, it's, I mean, it's fun. Um, I, especially at like the beginning of the year after the holidays, I don't have any motivation to do anything. Mm -hmm. And um, so usually like days, weeks would go by and I would make like one or two things. Um, but this was like, okay, you're going to have to do this. And, and like the shelves are stocked. Mm -hmm. So, um, that, and that usually was not the case. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> got some empty, everyone, people come in, they go, got some empty shelves there, huh? And I go, don't remind me. <laughs> do you find yourself then with the making challenge that like, cause it doesn't seem at least from following you on Instagram that you're just like, Maybe sometimes, but definitely not every day, like choosing just to replenish. So it's not like every day I'm going, oh, she's making like the exact same doll for the past like three weeks. Like it yeah. seems like you're still really picking something kind of in your rep repertoire each day. I mean, I would love to just spend a day working on one, like really, like, or more, multiple days on just one really yeah. detailed, intense thing. Um, I would just love to do that all the time. But those would be the things that are not really for kids. And yeah. I do have to have plush things um, so that I can have things for all ages. Um, and then also just plush things take a lot less. <laughs> so it comes down to, like, is it 10 o'clock and I have not made a single thing today or started anything? <laughs> I can make I can sew a plush on the sewing machine like mm -hmm. in two hours before midnight. Um but I mean, I, but then also I have been making a lot more felted things yeah. and, um, which has been fun and, but it's always, it is a challenge to like, Oh, I made a penguin yesterday. Am I going to make another one? Mm -hmm. But if I'm getting ready for a show or something and I want to have multiples of, you know, penguins, penguins or and whatever. stuff, then, uh, then it's fine. <laughs> then I'm like, sorry, you're just gonna have to deal with the fact that I'm gonna make penguins every day for the next week. <laughs> well, and then they're also each different though, which I think is so cool because it's not like even so you're watching you like there's a general just that you're doing, but it's not like yes, this is the template. I'm making my Susie Q doll, and she mm -hmm. will look exactly like this. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. every single one of them really has like their own little personality in a way. Yeah, I try. I people people often ask me like, do you do, so? Do you name everything? And I don't, especially like penguins because I make a bunch of them. Yeah. I don't usually name them. Um, it's usually the more one of a kind things, or sometimes I just like things just have like it speaks to me, mm -hmm. and then I'm like, okay, so that's your name then. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, they all they definitely even the penguins. You know, I try to make sure that they're. And that's because I'm making the same thing. Yeah. Um, I try to make each one different. So, you know, someone will have, like, one large eye and one small eye. I really like to do that. <laughs> <laughs> or um, winking or, you know, it'll have polka dots on it or something. Well, and I found that when I was even kind of browsing where it's like, okay, it's not just, oh, I want to get a penguin, which color? Mm -hmm. Like, you're looking at, like, their little faces and yeah, going, you're like, oh, they're not face? all the same. <laughs> yeah, like, there's so much detail. Yeah. Even though they're not, like, there's a level, there's a lot of detail in them without being, like, overly complicated that you're like, oh, my gosh, like, this is yeah. kind of ridiculous. Like, it has yep. a suit and it has, like, a... You know? Right, yeah. <laughs> I have made, I, I usually do one a year and make mm -hmm. a, one, a penguin with a monocle and a top hat. Uh, <laughs> one fancy penguin a year <laughs> well and what I think is neat too and like I said we'll post links and everything to Instagram and your website and your shop and your Facebook and all of it but the sizes like you make from like pretty big guys to like itty bitty bitty little guys this one's like is that a little turtle it's a little turtle oh yeah. my goodness he's, he's on the phone because I don't want to lose him he looks like almost you could plop him on the end of a pencil or something like yeah so well, he, little. I put the really tiny ones in um, little jars <laughs> <laughs> how did that come about the different sizes like do you find that you're doing stuff because I love wanted... small things yeah. <laughs> I love really tiny things. <laughs> and so I was at like Michael's or something and, and I saw some jars and I'm like, huh, I wonder if I can make something small enough to fit in there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of how that happened. And like, I've always loved dolls yeah. and miniature things for them. And so it was just like, well, okay, I'm going to make some. 
Does it help to have like, because I feel like it's different challenges for yourself as well as you get to like these itty bitty bitty ones yeah. and you also do some of these bigger creatures too. Yeah, it's more of a challenge to do big things though. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, and that was, that was my art teachers in school were like, can you make something bigger? And I'm like, hmm, I can try, <laughs> but I'd really rather not. <laughs> what do you find that's harder about making bigger things for us like non-creatively inclined people? I don't, I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's not that, like, I've, I've made, so, um, three, no, um, I made, I've made three giant, giant plush toys. And, like, those were really satisfying to make. Yeah. And I love giant toys. Like, I have a giant sloth. <laughs> and um, I, and, like, that was fun. And it, that was a different kind of challenge because, I mean, that was, like, four hours just sewing on the machine. And, like, it, I made a dinosaur last year. It was huge. It was, like, <laughs> it had, like, five pounds of stuffing in it. Oh, it was, my gosh. It was so big. And, and, and I only do one a year because it takes, I mean, it's a lot of material and yeah. a lot of stuffing. Um, and it is, it, that, so, like, Really big is fun. <laughs> Just mildly but like large. Mildly is. large, like I'm not for that. <laughs> so basically, itty bitty 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 is fun. Or and then giant. giant. Yep. <laughs> yeah, like I wanted to make a giant felted thing. Uh-huh. Um, I know it would take a lot. It would that would that would be a long process, but I think it would be fun to do somehow just like work a little bit every day on like a uh-huh. monster felted thing so I don't know who knows maybe uh maybe <laughs> it'll happen so a couple things I wanted and we'll kind of switch more into like a lot of the business stuff because I'm really Ooh, fascinated boring. I know just but kidding. you're fascinating so I'm looking around and so we have kind of what we've been talking about, the dolls, like yep. the, the ones that you, I think, are kind of maybe most known for in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there are, there are the plush toys, there's the pillows, you have cards, you have prints. What else do you create besides your felted dolls? Cards, stickers, t-shirts, um, prints. Um, I have my designs that I print on fabric to turn into little art pillows. And that's all things that I don't have to think about, yeah. you know, I do the work once and then I have them and then it's like, just fills the shelf. Yeah. Um, I'm super like, money makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but with the business, you know, you have to buy things. You have to spend the money to make the money. Yeah. And I don't like doing that, but it's just the necessary thing. And so like, you know, you got to make, you got to order your t-shirts, you got to order the fabric for the pillows and mm-hmm. stuff. And it just, it's a necessary thing. And then when once you have them, then they're there. People will buy them. Yeah. And that's like that's something that I have to just like remind myself <laughs> all the time. Before you hit submit on an order, they're like, oh, I'm like, that's so much. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm, I have to place an order for shirts now, and, and I'm like really procrastinating. Like, I know the shirts that I need to order. I know what color. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but I don't want to. Yeah. How do you think too, because what I love, like just kind of looking at everything and like I said, we have pictures and we'll post them too and you can go to Jolly's Instagram and see a ton. Like, do you find that like, because you do, you sell in your shop, Mm -hmm. you sell in your online shop, you go to conventions, you go to art festivals, you know, obviously with certain times of the year, certain holidays, like do you see certain aspects of what you create or your prints or your pillows and things like that, that have a certain season or certain aspect of your business that you um, well, or is summertime it a t-shirts, yeah. um, springtime baby onesies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then also during the holidays, shirts, shirts tend to sell, mm-hmm. um, cards are kind of year round, just, you know, birthday or yeah. you're sending them to a friend. Um, but then for like conventions and stuff, I, bring specific things mm-hmm. like in the case of an art show um like the art show that I'm going to be in in the fall the Driftless Art Festival um that is like that's a juried show and you have to submit photos in the categories that you want to show in I guess mm-hmm. and so I did I just did um I did a like a drawing category and then fiber art and so I won't be bringing um like 
any of my plush things mm -hmm. that'll just be like the more fine the fine art things and that's kind of nice it'll be fun to just make those yeah um and then for the convention I mean I can bring whatever but um I try to have like a specific theme for the convention and I didn't bring any shirts last year but I might do an exclusive Ooh. <laughs> for the convention but we'll see <laughs> And how is that, like, I think that's another interesting piece, too, of, like, when you go elsewhere, like, you kind of have to make this mini, because it's, like, a, an experience, I feel like, to be in the shop and to see everything, and then mm -hmm. kind of making this, like, mini experience on, like, your table or your booth, like, is that something that you find really fun, or is that, like, yeah. a layer that you're, like, eh? Um, I think it's fun, because I can do things that I probably wouldn't really have in the shop, mm -hmm. usually, because, um, and it just, it's comes down to like location yeah um california is crazy <laughs> and there's a lot of variety and the things and the designer toy scene is big so i get to experiment with that which is fun um and then um i can do my i can make more of the like higher priced more one-of-a-kind things for those sort of festival and conventions mm-hmm and so it's, it's a nice, um, it's a nice break. Like I don't have to, like, I won't be bringing, um, my plush things mm -hmm. because like those stay at the shop, they stay at the shop. I can, I can, <laughs> I don't have to think about those. I can work on other things. When you get ready for like the holiday festival, cause I know like having gone to that just once, like that was way bigger and busier than I thought it was going to be. For something like that where it's like kind of people are really in that mood of holiday shopping, like do you have to kind of do, okay, like these are the, the main items I think might really sell or these are the little guys I think that will do well or I'm inspired by and kind of is there a ramp up to get ready? Because I feel um, like there's a lot of yeah, shopping that happens. Yeah, I try to have more shirts, mm -hmm. cards, and stickers. Okay. And then I usually do a big batch of plushies because um, especially in the case of the holiday fair, yeah. there's a kid's day. And kids love those. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, so that's a kind of, yeah, it just comes down to just like what sells during. I mean, like I don't, people ask me, you know, like what, what sells the most? What do you know? I'm like, I don't know. It's a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's really just a little bit of everything. I don't really know like what my best seller is <laughs> although the little plush whales um someone said that it's the Viroqua gift ah. because so many people now <laughs> have them or have given them as gifts <laughs> and so that's pretty fun just like little knowing that know. knowing that like kids will come in and they go oh blah 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 has one of those or you know you're like the hot toy now at the Viroqua schools like did you get your yeah. plush whale yeah do you have like do you have the whale just like it's, yeah do you have the whale <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I also think, too, it's interesting, like, it kind of speaks to this town in a way as well, because I think a lot of, like, the cities and stuff, like, I grew up in, like, the It toy was really, like, mass-produced, yep. like, go to Target or Walmart or something and get it. So, Baroque was so interesting in that way, because it does have, it seems like at least this, like, healer community, this artist community, mm -hmm. and people that are very, like, wanting to support the local scene, does that, like, do you feel that in having your business here and creating here? Yeah, definitely. Um, this community is really, I mean, I owe a lot to this community um, for just being super supportive. And, you know, um, wow, I'm sorry, I really got into this doll making. <laughs> and, like, I heard your question. And, you look like and you I were was in the like, zone. I, <laughs> I heard it and like it lingered and then it left and then I started talking and I'm like, this sounds dumb. I don't know what I'm saying. I am so sorry. We'll post a picture of the doll when it's done because it's cute. Yeah. You were in the zone for I a was, minute. I, I don't even know why. It was just... I'm it sorry. was about Viroqua. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Love this town. You know, this community is really, really special. Yeah. And artsy and fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think what's neat too, so like the, you had kind of a designated Jolly's Dolly's shop. Yep. And now what we're in right now is the Harmony shop. So tell yeah. me a little well, bit about the Harmony shop. Well, it's the Harmony shop slash Jolly's Okay, Dolly's. so both. Yes. Both, yeah. Um, tell me a little bit more about the new space. Um, it was kind of, 
and because um, it used to be a bakery, and then when the bakery left, um, the um, there was just like kind of talk of this me kind of outgrowing the space, and like I, I mean, I loved the original space. It was I, kind I, of small, super right? cute, but yeah, it was a little small, and um, and like just. Um, it was smarter to move. Um, there's three of us sharing the space. My mom is in the Harmony shop, and um, so she has, like, fair trade gifts and things. And then there's a massage studio, and so we all share the space. Oh, cool. And it's just more affordable, bigger space. Yeah. Win-win situation. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome, though. And I love, too, uh, the space and your old space of just the brightness. Because I think, like, I always complain, like, you know, renting apartments and stuff. Everything's, like, beige on beige. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Boring. I think even renting offices, like, they're, like, beige on beige. Yep, like, yep. you just love color is what yeah, comes across. Yeah, my room is this color. Is yellow, it? Yellow, bright yellow. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. What, like, because I think that's kind of a layer. This might be an odd question, but, like, what does color mean for you as a maker of, of what you're doing, but also in your space and kind of, it's unique because even entrepreneurs, I think a lot of times feel this like, oh, I have to do what's right in my industry or like I have to brand myself in a way that doesn't stand out too much. And so it's like we kind of like water ourselves down, but I feel like like your whole way that you show up in the world and in your work, like you're not watering yourself down at all. I love I just love bright colors. I like to dress in bright colors and I'm drawn to bright colors. So naturally when building my, figuring Mm -hmm. out what I like to make and how I just knew that it had to be colorful. Yeah. There's just no way that it was going to be beige (laughs) or gray or something. I mean, I like those colors, you know, they work for some things, but not for me. (laughs) I love that. Okay. So I wanted to, let's move a little bit businessy. Okay. But talking about to um, the sustainability because you started making when you were like nine is what we established, mm-hmm. right? So as far as this like being a thing has been like eleven or twelve years that you have been making and selling Jolly Dollies. Yep. So like sustainability, right? I don't remember the statistic, but like most small businesses will fail in the first like three to five years. Like mm-hmm. obviously, like you were young and you were still in school, so it wasn't like having to hustle and make a full time income right away. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> That was nice. When I get home from my lunch break, I got to like, Yeah, right, know, exactly. Recess. Yep. Like, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like, also just as a creative person, like, not getting bored with your thing, right? Because I think about that where it's, like, you're super inspired, and I know that in my own business where there's times I'm, like, really in it, and I'm, like, yeah, this is awesome, and there's other times, like, yeah, this is still what I'm doing today. And <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> so do you struggle with that? Like, do you ever kind of get burnt out or oh, just like... Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I have to make another dolly. <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, well, yeah, with this doll a day challenge, I'm definitely like, do I really need to? But then it's like, I know I'd be upset if I didn't. Yes. <laughs> so I just push through, but... You're like, did um, I really think about how many 365... <laughs> yeah, right, I know. Um, I, yeah, when I hit 165, I was like only 200 more days. (laughs) Cool. Love it. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I definitely get burnt out. Um, just like, just don't feel motivated to do anything or just kind of frustrated. Um, but I mean, I really do love making dolls and I mean, I kind of don't know what to do with myself if I'm not making something. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know. It, it just feels good to me. You know, I watch, if I'm doing like a big crafting session, I'll watch a movie, I'll put on music or something. And it's to the point where if I'm, if I go to like the movie theater or something, I'm like, hmm, it's weird that I don't have <laughs> I'm just a doll to work on. Like, I'm just sitting here. It feels, <laughs> feels wrong. But, um, yeah, I mean, I definitely get burnt out. And But at the end of the day, I don't know. It's just could be sitting in an office somewhere mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what keeps you inspired to like to come up with new ideas too because I think it's about like the maker piece I don't say compulsion because that sounds like the wrong word but it really is that like this is this is who I am I'm a maker I'm going to keep making but I think too like in the business head of things where it's like oh it makes sense as a business owner to have cards to have these other items or to come up with like even you know as I'm growing like that kind of focus on expansion of like what are conventions I want to go to or festivals mm-hmm. I want to participate in like what kind of keeps that inspiration on like the business part of things to really keep growing and expanding and pushing yourself as a creative person and as an entrepreneur 
Um, I mean, well, just going to a convention and seeing all the different art there yeah. is really inspiring. Um, and then sometimes I feel like, oh, maybe I, maybe what I'm doing doesn't really fit in with this particular convention, but I really want to do it. <laughs> so maybe I needed to come up with something new. Yeah. And so then that's kind of a fun, that's kind of fun. Um, but then, I don't know, I just love seeing people happy with the things that I make for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's kind of what really, what it comes right down to is I just love making, I love that people smile when they see the things that I make. And I like to make people smile. So that's why I do this. <laughs> like I tell kids, kids, kids think that, or kids know that I am in cahoots with um, Santa <laughs> and the Easter bunny and the tooth fairy. Like as nice a doll maker, jolly. it's like really, it's required. <laughs> As a doll maker, I'm required to know those people. So, I'm picturing like little kids coming in and like sucking up before a holiday. Like, hi, Jolly, how are you doing today? <laughs> well, and then pe- parents will tell me that parents will tell me that their kids will put a Jolly's dolly on their Christmas oh. list to Santa, and I'm like, that's why I like to do this. That's so sweet. <laughs> like that makes me feel. And then, then you know, and then their parents get it for them, <laughs> and it's just the greatest. And then, you know, I've had kids that they come in and they go. They go, hmm, it's like the, uh, it's like the doll that I got for um, the Easter Bunny. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, this mom, because this girl was like, hmm, looks just like the one I got. And her mom said, well, yeah, Jolly knows the Easter Bunny. She has to. <laughs> and I said, yes, that's exactly right. You know, I have to, I, we have to work together. I remember the story of having to get explained of like, because I was that type of detective kid where I was like, this doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. And, but my mom explained like, you know, Santa's very busy and Easter Bunny's very busy. So sometimes they have to shop. They don't make uh-huh. everything anymore. They, they shop a little. So it makes sense. Like they probably have a big purchase order before their holiday time to mm-hmm. come in. I mean, I'm really just an elf, okay? <laughs> I'm just an elf. I just don't live in the North Pole. The truth has come out it's now. the truth. That's what's You heard happening. it here. <laughs> That's just so fun, though, and I love the look on kids' faces when, like, they're excited and they're inspired, and they're just like, this is so awesome. So that has to be really rewarding that you get that, like, pretty yeah. regularly. Yeah, I've had kids that say, I want to work at Jolly's Dollies when I'm older. And I'm like, you know what, kid? Sooner than you think. You're hired. <laughs> I'm picturing, like, a little sales team of yep, just, like, yep. six to eight-year-olds. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so I like to think about too of, you know, the podcast is really focused on like being a rebellious entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So when you feel into that, like, is that something that resonates for you? And how do you think if it does that you resonate or that you embody being a rebellious entrepreneur in your own work and in your own business? Hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, I think I'm rebellious, but maybe, I don't know. Your origin story was all about, well, I didn't follow the books of how to make yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, true, that's really true. That is Making very a pink true. Elephant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just comes down to, like, just do what makes you happy. And, like, you, people aren't, no one's going to be 100% happy with everything that you do. And you, as long as you're happy with, with, like, with what you're doing, then then that's good. And as long as it's not harmful to, you know, anyone or yourself, then like go for it. Just, you know, the world needs art of all kinds. And (laughs) like, I don't know, just do it. However. How, like what's been, because I think too, like sometimes entrepreneurship can be really hard. So two questions. First is, I'm going to swear with this one. Sorry, guys. But it's the, like, the oh shit moment where you're just like, oh, like, this no longer is this, like, little thing I'm doing. Like, this is, like, a thing. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, because I think you hit that point where it's, like, you're a maker or you're a healer or creative or whatever. And you're doing the thing you know how to do. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, reality sets in. And you're like, oh, this is, like, a business. And there's, like, business stuff I don't know that now I have to know and do. Like, what was that oh shit moment for you? Of, like, <laughs> this is real. It was when I realized that, oh, I need to keep track of the expenses of material costs and everything. Uh-huh. Oh, I can't just keep all this money for myself. I have to <laughs> give some to the government. What? I have to pay taxes? That's a thing? I have to charge sales tax? <laughs> These are like all things. I have to think about offering like credit card. Like I have to accept credit card sales. That's a thing? Like... 
that was those were all moments at like the holiday fair. People would they'd be like, "Do you take credit card?" I'm like, "No." Should, Should I? I? <laughs> <laughs> is that am I supposed to? People, is there is there tax? No. <laughs> is that should I be? Like, you know, especially early on. But then, I mean, when I really all that when I started, um, when I really officially like opened up the storefront, that was when like all that kind of, you know. All the pieces come together. All the pieces and then the real business business stuff happened. <laughs> Has it been helpful having parents that are business owners too? Like, have they been resourceful? Of oh, like, yeah. let's, yeah, we'll talk yeah. about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, my <laughs> dad helps me out with, my mom helps me out with, like, everything, like, all the create, like, she helps me organize the shelves and she makes like everything. displays. Like, yep, and, yeah. yep. And, like, she, you know, if I, she really is pushing me to like make sure that I get t-shirts ordered and cards and she has idea, you know, you should do this or that, you know? Um, and then my dad helps me out with like the papers uh-huh. and, <laughs> and all that. So I really, if I, I like, I, I wouldn't, if I did not have my parents as my parents, I would not be doing this. I really don't think I would. Yeah. I don't know what I'd be doing, <laughs> but it wouldn't be this. <laughs> or it'd be this and much less organized. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, I think that's what's so neat too of like I I've had a few clients and stuff that have like been pregnant and things like that as we've been doing stuff with their business and I'm like, oh my gosh, I get so excited because I'm like, these are like little entrepreneurial babies in a way. <laughs> you know, or it's like whatever where it's like you see these little kids with their families and it's like in a way, even if like it's not on your radar consciously, I feel like in a way you're kind of absorbing like, oh, this is a thing and this is how people can make money. And like you're seeing it and your brain's like, huh. Mm-hmm. Huh. And then when you're 11, you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I can make money doing this. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I always get excited that way because I have entrepreneurial parents. So I get excited in that sense of seeing kids mm-hmm. just absorbing. And I'm like, I don't know what that kid's going to be, but they are connecting dots right now. Yep. You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, I think that's like a, an interesting part, too, then of like what advice would you have for people that feel like super stuck where they're like, I'm doing it, but it's not coming together. I don't have a lot of support people. I don't know any other entrepreneurs. Um, or they're like, I'm really like a maker and a creative and I want to put my thing in the world. But like, Oh my God, like what like initial advice would you have for them of just helping them like take a step forward in some way? Um, I would say, I mean, cliche, don't give up, but um, <laughs> just keep going. It's great. But like, um, like if you're an artist, go to a convention, mm-hmm. um, go to an art fair, talk to other artists. You know, um, that's been super inspiring to me. I met a lot of cool people. Um, do like, just try selling at like a farmers market or something. You know, just like little things here and there. Get just have your friends. Like, if you design a shirt, have your friends wear the shirts, you know? Um, just, like, I don't know. Um, but definitely, I don't know, in the age of social media, yeah, that really helps. Because mm-hmm. you can meet other, other artists and, um, and get feedback from other people. And um, I don't know. <laughs> well, and what I love, too, about what you do is, like, so you have your storefront. Like, you really started, like, a maker in the community but you have your online storefront now. Yeah, I hardly have... do anything with that. <laughs> I, I, re, I have, like, made-to-order things on there. Yeah. And then after the holidays, when people don't want to go out because it's cold and shop, and then they can get more <laughs> sales there. But I don't usually, I mean, I'd like to update it more. And I tried, like, during Halloween, I have, like, I post on my Etsy. Yeah. And... Um, Christmas time, after Christmas, anything I have left over. But it's, it's kind of hard to juggle... Yeah. Like both. <laughs> well, and how has like social media you think impacted your business? Because like I think too, like you're younger and I a lot of times work with clients are a little bit older and they're like not sure yet what they think about it. But I see a lot of like younger makers and stuff where it's like it really seems to kind of connect you to different people yeah. or get your stuff in front of a whole different group of people. Yep, I'd say it's I think it's helpful. Mm-hmm. Um I, I've met a lot of cool people. I'm in some cool, like, group chats with different artists. And it's just, like, they're helpful. Yeah. You know, you ask questions. You can get answers. You can offer advice to other people. It's just, uh, 
nice online community that you can find. If somebody's a maker and they're like, I follow accounts that I think are really neat, like what what advice do you have for them to start using like Instagram or any social media to like start reaching out and connecting? Cause I think a lot of people have that barrier of like, Oh, I'm not good enough to connect to that person or my work's not there yet. Or I am still <laughs> <laughs> just, I mean, you know, if you have a regular schedule that helps mm-hmm. and then, I mean, just comment on people's things. Yeah. Just, that's kind of how you start just liking things and commenting on things. And then they'll, you know, some bigger artists, you know, they might not always respond, but then you do get a response and it's great when that happens. Yeah. Uh, I had a really cool artist, um, like I knew his work and he bought two dolls from me at the convention in California. And I didn't realize it was him at the time until um, he tagged me in his Instagram story. And then I had a bunch of people coming to my booth like, you just got mentioned <laughs> by Gary Baseman. And I'm like, what? That's who that was? <laughs> so it's pretty cool. That's awesome. And I think about, too, of like, I don't know, I like Instagram a little bit more than Facebook because I do feel like there's some of that community aspect of, almost in a way like the playing field's a little bit level because it's like everybody has an account everybody in grand like you said like super famous big people maybe aren't managing theirs but it's like interesting to see like makers and creators and like people on there just really like kind of just like doing what we're doing looking for stuff that seems cool or interesting and then sharing about it yep and do you find that too of like because I think that's a good piece of advice for people of like just what mimic what you would like to have happen. So like, what are you finding in the world that you think is really cool? And are you sharing and posting about it Yeah, and taking that maker? And then, well, and then with Instagram, especially there are some really fun challenges mm-hmm. um, that get a lot of artists participating in them together. And so then that's another way to get exposure yeah. and meet other artists. There's like um, in March, there's like a March meet the maker. I always try to do it. Never, never complete it. <laughs> In uh, October, there's um, Inktober is a, like an um, inking drawing con- drawing um, challenge. Um, and there's like a Draloween. So every <laughs> there's like a prompt. There's like a someone usually a bigger artist has like, comes up with a prompt with um, one thing for every day of the month of October. And then you know there's a hashtag you follow and you tag your artwork with the hashtag. Um, and have you found a lot of those just by following other accounts that you yep. like and then seeing that they're yep. involved? Yeah. Okay. And then another one is um, draw this in your style. Ooh. And that's, that's a fun one. So they'll kind of give you like... They'll draw a picture uh-huh. and then they'll be like, okay, so draw this in your style. You, you can, and sometimes they're just like, just ha- do whatever like, or just, you know, copy it in your style. Or sometimes it's like, here are the elements that you should keep. But um, they're always fun. And I think what's neat about all that too is like, it feels like... It's ways to, like, stretch yourself and expand yourself as a creative person Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. That's awesome. Any other, before we kind of move on, like, advice or anything? Because I think, too, especially being, like, a maker and a creative and a business person, like, anything in that wheelhouse, you're like, if I would have known, this is, like, what I wish I would have (laughs) known or understood, or this is just, like, some supportive words. It's totally fine too if you've said everything you want to say. About I mean, it. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like there's not a whole lot. Um, hmm. I don't know. I mean, um, I guess what I would say is no. Actually, I'm not gonna say it. It sounds too. It sounds too like harsh. <laughs> I'm going for a little tough love, so well, you could be a little. <laughs> I was going to say that, like, um, just because you might be well-known in your town, like, does not mean that's how it's going to be in the bigger world. Yeah. And, um, and just because, like, and people, people might say, like, that you're really good at what you do, and, like, and you think you're really good at what you do, and you are, but don't go out there thinking that you're the best and, mm-hmm. like, you know everything, because you don't. <laughs> yeah. There's always something more to be learned. Keep an open mind about it. And, and be open to some criticism, you know? I mean, not everyone wants that. I mean, who does? But it helps but you like, grow, it, really, yeah. right? When you hear, or even to, like, I think not getting wrapped up in being comparison of, like, oh, I'm not as good as that person. But, like, kind of looking and going, what can I learn exactly. from that? Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, when I, like, 
go to a show or do a convention or something. It's like, don't go in there expecting like, oh, people are just going to buy up your stuff because they <laughs> buy it up in your t the town you live in or the city you live in because it's not always the case. There's a ton of different artists, you know, doing similar things, same things that you do. Um, so you never know. But beyond selling things, you can network, you can meet mm -hmm. other people, you can ask questions, you can learn new things, and then you'll know if you're going to do it again, like, you'll have a better understanding, and it's good experience. Builds character. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think, to what you're speaking to, I really like, is this fact of collaboration, because I think, like, this old paradigm of business is really about, like, competition. Yep. Like, if there's somebody else that's making a similar thing to you, like, that's a competitor. Versus, I think, what you're getting at is, like, it's not necessarily that case, because you all are creating your own thing or doing your own thing in your own way. Yep. Even if, like... They're making plushes or cards or felting items or whatever, like yeah. So how has that you know kind of manifested for you, or been, is that something you've been like kind of intentionally focused on of like oh I can collaborate and I can connect, or did you have to kind of work up to I don't have to be scared of these other people. I'm not a competitor with these other people. It's it is a collaborative opportunity. I mean I don't know that I've ever really felt scared mm -hmm. really. You I don't just, strike me as somebody that feels scared. So I, just, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I just, I mean, I haven't really, I mean, I'm scared of a lot of things, but not in this. <laughs> um, but I, um, I don't know. I just kind of never, I don't know. I just kind of just, you have to just try. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I've never been like, I never felt like, oh, my stuff is so much better than this other person. Like, I never, you know, I, and I haven't really done too many collaborations with other artists. Yeah. I would love to. Um, so other artists, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. It just... Do you feel like, because you strike me as somebody that's kind of a curious person. Like, do you find yourself that you're, like, curious about, oh, what are they doing? Or how are they doing that? Or I just think oh, totally. what they're doing is cool. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And, and... You know, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm very shy, so mm -hmm. I, don't, I, I don't ask a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting better at it. Um, but it's, um, most people are happy to talk about it Yeah. On, on some level. But then you also have to respect if they don't want to share everything. Mm -hmm. You just have to, you know, everyone has their, like, sure, and you might sew, you might also sewing is the one thing, you know, but then everyone has their own little way of doing things and not everyone wants to share that and you have to just respect that. Yeah. Awesome. I'm just making sure I had more questions. Let's see if I got to everything. Yeah. So, okay. I'm trying to figure out the right way to ask this question because I'm not sounding it out well. But like... <laughs> It's a good question. Okay, I'll brace it's myself. Like, <laughs> it's not like the meaning of life or something terrible. I don't know that. Don't ask me. <laughs> but what I think is really neat too, especially I'm fascinated with people that are makers and creatives because I don't, like my stuff doesn't manifest in like something you can hold. Um, is there like a certain intention or energy or like if you could kind of summarize like I make dollies because... Like, what is, like, the intention you're trying to put in the world or the ripple you're creating in the world with your work? Um, I mean, I just like to make people happy. Yeah. <laughs> so and, spreading happiness. Yeah. And, you know, seeing people happy with the things they make just goes around, comes around. I don't know. <laughs> Makes awesome. me happy. All right. Any parting words or anything before we wrap up? Make art. Do it. <laughs> It's fun. <laughs> and are you almost done with this little guy? Um, kind of. I think I'm going to finish him at home because I don't have the felt that I want to use for the wings. Oh, he's going to have wings? I'm excited yeah, about. it's a bug. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Do you ever have people that come in and they pick something up and they call it something that it's not? Like, does that yeah, happen and, and say, you get offended? No. <laughs> I say, sure. It's what you want it to be. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Okay, so we are going to post um, in the show notes all of the links. You can learn all sorts of things that you want to know about Jolly and Jolly's Dollies. I'm super interesting. Yes. <laughs> Follow her on Instagram. It is one of my favorite Instagram accounts. It makes me, like, every day you post your little maker's challenge. I'm like, oh, Yay. what's the little guy going to be today? 
The strawberry one got me. Was that yesterday or the day before? That was a couple days ago. Yeah. yeah that was a, that was a favorite. <laughs> People really liked the strawberry. That was a super adorable. My dad, I posted the picture and my dad, he goes, did you take a picture? Did you put that thing in my strawberry? <laughs> and I said, yes, I did. <laughs> what of it? Got a lot of likes, Dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People like it, Dad. <laughs> oh, I love it. So follow her on Instagram. Like I said, it is, they're just adorable. Like every single little creature you make, even like, you know, time like the penguins where there's a bunch of penguins, each of them is their own little person to me. So whenever you post one, I'm like, who's this guy? You know? <laughs> yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, though, for yeah. being our third guest on our podcast yes, here. Yes, third time's the charm. Yes. And so Jolly's located in Viroqua, Wisconsin, and also has an online shop. And you do commission work, yes, right? Yes, I do. Okay. I love to do commissions. Yeah. So once you look through, if you get inspired or you want an itty-bitty-bitty one or you want a big old ginormous one or yeah. a certain color or a certain fantastical creature, you guys can work something out. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much, Jolly. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Entrebellion Tapes. To learn more about our guest and for the complete episode notes, you can head over to chinahaws.com slash podcast. Also there, you'll find more information about upcoming conversations, the form you can fill out if you'd like to join us as a rebellious entrepreneur on a future episode, and links to our social media and so much more. Again, chinahaws.com slash podcast.